You're listening to the Birdie Dad podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. Okay, welcome back, golfers and dads. Trevor, Brian, and I are here for a new episode. Guys, get ready to share your best dad Christmas secrets. So what are you guys most excited to talk about today? I have two kids, two young kids, so and they're just getting to Christmas. So this this is a fun one. I, I want to talk about um, and hear from you guys as well. Um, what do you do around the holidays to make it special? And how can we kind of adjust that during COVID times to uh, make sure that we keep the magic alive? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence here. So I've got an older nine-year-old that's kind of... For, She's kind of questioning Santa a little bit. So I'm kind of interested to hear from maybe some of our listeners that are older dads to kind of know how they kind of transitioned it a little bit, you know, and see how that's worked for them. So yeah. And then my seven-year-old's all in and we've got some fun things to talk about. So Jared, how's it in your house for Christmas? Oh, Christmas is like peak times. Two-year-old just loves everything. So I got some good things to talk about. I'm on the opposite end. Um, Brian's in the sweet spot right in the middle and Mm -hmm. we're, we're peak Christmas around here. So this week, our focus is simple. It's Our goal is to help you be a better Christmas dad or, or Christmas mom, any Christmas parent. Learn from our mistakes. Let us screw up so you don't have to. And, well, actually, I'd like you guys to screw up so then I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this, this episode is really based on a question from one of our listeners. Uh, Chuck, the listener, messaged us asking, what is your favorite Christmas tradition with your kids? And so, Chuck, I I was thinking about that, and I really had one thing to start this off. It was more about what was done to me, not what I do as a tradition. And in my house growing up, we always watched the movie A Christmas Story every year with Ralphie and Flick. Mm -hmm. And when I was like eight years old, my dad pulled the old hidden BB gun trick on me. And if you remember the movie where you open all the gifts and everything's gone and you're kind of disappointed, I remember being disappointed as an eight-year-old. And everything was all wrapped and, and he just kind of let me play with toys. And then he went to the classic line and said, hey, what's that over there? Uh, and you go over and you find the gift behind the closet. So if you've never seen it, it's it's mm. a great scene. But what's funny is my dad has done that to me ever since. So for like 30 <laughs> years, he still continues to hide one gift. And well, here's still here's classic. his next here's his next trick. Is he's not going to hide a gift this this year, and, and you're just going to be like, "Hey, Dad, where's 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 the rest of it? Where's my last gift?" Yeah, and so if you know my dad, if I went exploring in his house, it'd probably be like Chevy Chase, and I'd find some gift from like 1997. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot where he hid it. So back to Chuck's question, though. Uh, I mean, that's a tradition in my house that's been gone on uh, it's seriously for over 30 years. Um, but what do you guys have? What's something that you do that makes you the better Christmas dad? Uh, Trev, go for it, man. You, you've got you've got the older girls. I think you've had more established traditions at this point than I do. Yeah. I mean, I think I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I mean, you know, our, our era as dads now, we have the elf on the shelf, you know, um, that's come up, you know, and that we, my kids have had a full experience with that from my oldest daughter being, you know, one or two, we started that out. And uh, that's been awesome. I mean, I think for us to, not just for them, but for me, uh, that gives me a little bit of break in the day to kind of figure out what I'm doing next with our elf, whose name's Elfie. And 
I've had a great time trying to find original out original name, by the way. Yeah. That, well, well, that's what you're supposed to name, Jared. I don't know if you have the book, but you have, I the, have the book, the daughters or the kids is supposed to name it. And my two year old could, you know, two year old brain as it is named it Elfie. So <laughs> Elfie, Elfie. that's, Elfie. that's simple. That works. Yeah. Hey, so, at least you have to remember some crazy name. That, right. Uh, right. But no, just, just, I mean, you know, just trying to find things to do, you know, hiding him um, everywhere is fun every night. And, you know, the, the thing you do though, is you forget, right? You know, st- usually start off at Thanksgiving, like right after Thanksgiving, we'll have Elfie come out and do a presentation. And then, you know, usually by December 20th, uh, dad's forgetting to hide him. <laughs> and so mom's like diverting while dad's running somewhere to put, hide him and stuff. But it's like, that's, it's that's like forgetting good. to put the trash out on trash day. You just <laughs> right. like run out in your underwear trying to get the trash to, to the garbage truck. And <laughs> have you ever had to like <laughs> just randomly just whack him and throw him across the room and you're like oh what's Elfie doing he's breakdancing yeah yeah no same thing that's that's what I've done is just throwing him across sometimes just hoping he finds he ends up somewhere cool but that's my seven-year-old's thing she just wants to know where Elfie is when she comes down the stairs so um, you know I've had a couple of times where we have these little like play miniature like billiards table so I'll have him like shooting pool um, you know, playing a game of chess or, you know, eating, eating their cereal kind of thing. You know, it's just it's stuff like that, that they love. So it's fun. Cool. Dad joke humor. On, on yeah, what positions exactly. he, he ends up in. That's cool. And then when the kids are away, Elfie gets into trouble. I've seen some of those pictures on yeah. Pinterest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does things he's not supposed to. He hangs out with the GI Joes. Nice. Nice. <laughs> on the so corner. you do, you do Elfie. A- anything else that really you could share what else do you pride yourself in, Trevor? Yeah. And, you know, I try to get the girls the meaning of Christmas, right? So, you know, it's it's more about, you know, giving and receiving. And I think, you know, Brian will cover this, but we tend to get, um, there's a giving tree. And so we try to find a couple of kids every year and have the girls, well, before COVID, you know, they'd have um, the giving tree by kind of Santa. So when we go visit Santa, we'd pick up a couple of names and they usually give you just kind of the age of the kids and the gender. And then the girls would pick the that, that sort of thing. And then we'd go out and kind of buy some gifts for those kids and kind of describe to them, you know, what Christmas is about, how, you know, they're, they're, you know, pretty, pretty lucky in that they get to have these wonderful things, but the real meaning of it is to be able to give and not to receive. So that's, that's the message we give and just to be thankful for everything. And, you know, I asked them today, actually, you know, like, what's the meaning of Christmas to you? And they actually said family. So I was, you know, pretty happy awesome. about that. So yeah. I think their memory of it is just, you know, being around their friends and, or their family and, they actually, their their biggest memory of Christmas, they said, was um, Christmas Eve, where we tend to go over to their grandma and grandpa's, and they open up one or two gifts the night before, and then we do the big thing in, in the um, in the morning with at our house. But that's that's what they remember the most, and so it's a little different this year with COVID. We're not going to be able to do that with our uh, my in laws, but um, try to make it special either way we can. Do your kids write lists like they they have the Santa list that they that they've been just toiling over for a month, two months? Yep. Yep. Crossed out, you know, a couple things here and there moving around the lists and things. And then we have these little like blackboard things that kind of say what you want for Santa. So those get erased and then rewritten all over again. So it's, it's definitely a a process at our house. So the nine-year-old, you said she's pretty much, I mean, if your kids are listening, we're going to have to earmuff it a few times in this episode, you know? So the nine-year-old, I mean, what do you think? You think she's, she's, she knows or... Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of the age, right? Is, you know, eight to nine, 10, 11, if you're lucky. I was trying to remember back when I first kind of- Wait, wait, wait. No, knows what, Jared? <laughs> well, you're muffin for me again, kids. <laughs> Push mute. Um, yeah. So, you know, friends from school, you know, kind of, you, you know, drop that bomb on them. And and I, I think that my oldest didn't want to believe last year, but she kind of had a 
thought that maybe that was the case. So she kind of made a comment of the fact that, you know, Santa real and we, you know, kind of just broached it like, you know, well, Santa, you know, isn't, isn't real. Cause she kind of thought it what he wasn't, but his magic is kind of real, you know, with the fact that, you know, somebody loves you and, you know, wants to give you the gifts for being good. That that's a process you got to keep up your whole life. And so if you don't believe in the magic, then you may not get, you know, some gifts here and there. It's kind of like bribery. <laughs> uh, but coal. the biggest thing is, you know, your sister is well into the magic. So don't, don't ruin it for her, you know, cause that's, that's the spirit of Christmas for us, you know, is to be able to make somebody else feel good. And so that, that would ruin it if you told her. So she took that to heart and she's been great about it so far this year. Yeah. I haven't had to have that conversation yet. Uh, either of my boys, I mean, tonight, uh, my, my son was, was writing his letter to Santa and he, he can, when I say write his letter, he was writing his name on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. He asked us how to spell Santa and that's, that's his letter. I think he drew what he wanted. He drew the picture of, of, uh, you know, what he wanted from Santa. So, um, yeah, man, I, this, this is the funnest time to watch that kind of stuff. He's, he's four and a half and he's super into it. Um, we can also like, like you talked about bringing out Elfie and having a whole thing, like how, like probably about three weeks ahead of doing that. You're probably saying, God, I can't wait till Elfie gets here just to like, <laughs> have that, that carrot to dangle over their heads to, to stay, stay nice and stay, stay, uh, um, you know, within the rules. Right. Elfie's always watching. He reports back to Santa. So <laughs> it works. It really does. It's brilliant. Yeah. Whoever came up with that is, is yeah. brilliant. And we don't, we don't do Elfie. We don't have Elf on the shelf. I think that's. I don't know, good or bad, but um, we we still say that that there's an elf that comes every night, like as soon as the first December comes, because we have an advent calendar, um, and each kind of um, date has enough to like have a little small present. So like, as a four and a half year old, we've been putting like little Lego Star Wars Lego pieces in there every morning. We got like this whole like kit, and so we've just been kind of piecemealing it together every day. And then the uh, the two and a half year old has these little like. Uh, Playmobil type people. Um, and we put one of those, one for each of them in there. And, um, so the elf still comes and, but we always have the threat that the elf, you know, may not come if, if you're not, you know, if you don't eat all your dinner, yeah. <laughs> the elf may not come. So have they tested um, it yet, Brian? Have they, has the elf not come yet? No, no, it hasn't come. If, if anything, um, it's been delayed because of the situation you're talking about, which is you just kind of forget. Yeah. <laughs> in the night before. And so coming downstairs, you're scrambling a little bit. So, yeah, there might have been a note in there once or twice so that we had, yeah. had a little extra time to like get something pulled together. <laughs> so, Brian, what do you guys do? I mean, what do you what tips can you give to dads that you do to help them for this Christmas? Yeah, I mean, we're just building traditions right now with our four and a half year old. So, um, what's kind of new every year? I don't know if we've had besides this kind of advent calendar for the last couple of years. I don't know if there's ever been a, a tradition that we've established yet. Um, but one thing that my family did, and and this goes to the whole, you know. Um, earmuffs thing is that, um, and the bottom of a stocking, I know it sounds kind of random, but, um, at the bottom of a stocking, there always has to be like a Clementine orange or some kind of small orange, um, at the bottom. And so that's, that's kind of a, a cool little trick. And like every year I remember as a kid growing up and just reaching down the bottom of the stocking and it's just like, Oh, there's the orange. It's there's the of, orange. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the cap out of it all. It's like, okay, now I'm done. I got the orange. Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of like your last gift from your dad. Like you're just you're just waiting for that that last thing to like to to end it and send that's that's the orange for us. So we've kept that going with our boys. Um hopefully they'll kind of pick up on it and 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 see that it's a tradition uh every Christmas and not just a random orange in their stocking. Um so um yeah, I think that's cool. Um 
Another thing, like, like Trevor said, we tried to start um, doing some like giving tree type stuff with with them. So we'll go to the store with um, with our you know the four and a half year old, two and a half year old might get it, um, but really you know a four and a half year old is is uh, is into it and picking out presents for somebody else and just kind of getting them into that mindset of you know this is not just about getting presents; it's about thinking of other people and buying stuff. So trying to involve them more too in, in when um, me and my wife buy gifts for each other, I think as well. Um, Cause he doesn't have any money. <laughs> so he doesn't, he doesn't have any way to buy presents for mom, but um, I can sit down with him and pick something out and make sure it comes. And then when it gets here, we can, we can wrap it together without mom in the room. And it just becomes one of those things of, you know, they get the whole, you know, fun of, of buying a present for somebody else, I think. So I think that's something that we'll try to keep going as well. Um, other than that, like just family holiday parties, man, like those are, those are some of the stuff that I, I look forward Not to this like, year. I know. And, that, and that's the thing. That's the bummer. It's like, how are we going to, how are we going to do it? I've had a, a family Christmas party that I've probably gone to, God, I mean, for the last, you know, 20, 30 years, right? Like, um, since I was probably like 10 years old and I've been seeing the same people, you know, every, that's our chance to like see them and, and see all these family friends. And there's like, oh man, I don't know. Um, 50 to 75 people that, that come like a bunch of families and it's just like a bunch of caroling and, and food and, and, um, good times. And, and we're not going to get that this year. So I'm, I'm kind of bummed. Um, so we're trying to think of creative ways. Maybe it's a, a big zoom call or something like that, that, that everybody jumps on. And I don't know how to coordinate those side conversations with, with that many people, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the one tradition I'm going to miss this year. Sure. Yeah, I'll jump in and talk about some of my traditions. Before kids, man, I, I came up with some really great themes for Christmas. You'd get bored when, without kids at Christmas. So um, if you want some Christmas theme ideas, I know and there's no parties. I've got tons. I mean, one of my favorites one year was doing the, all the presents had to be like as seen on TV gifts. And that was <laughs> nice. hilarious. Um, that That's when you're bored. Now with kids, you're never bored. So with my my kid, two years old, we're just like you. We're starting our traditions now, adding some things. Um, we did the pick out a Christmas tree this year for the first time. That was really cool. But when I was a kid, I mean, my best tip for all dads is to put the maximum thought that you can. And, and what I mean is to dive into whatever your kids are into. Like this year, my daughter is super into PJ Masks and Peppa Pig. So... Why fight it is the tip, you know, dive in fully on that, that theme or that topic and just dive in with them. Let your rules slide. I remember as a kid, my parents hated buying video games and I loved Nintendo. And Christmas was like the one time a year that my dad would play Tecmo Super Bowl with me and I'd crush him and he hated it, <laughs> but it was a great moment. And, and he, he had this rule, he wouldn't buy us video games, but on Christmas it was it, like, let the rules slide. And that's something I really want to live on. You talk about giving gifts. So start with what they're really into. If they're really into video games and you hate video games, my tip would be to dive in. You know, your kid will absolutely love that. I That's one of some of my favorite memories were, you know, doing that as a kid and having your parent play with you, uh, mom or dad, really, on a gift. You know, I will tell you a mistake. We talk about mistakes to avoid. So one mistake, you, the dead giveaway is if you didn't buy the gifts for your kids, get the cheat sheet on whatever <laughs> your spouse got them and maybe even ask for the type of paper and the size because I definitely remember moments where a gift was opened and it was like a surprise moment 
like, oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and so the mistake would be to figure out what's wrapped. And again, write it down. There's so much chaos. You could go to your cheat sheet, the armband, football player armband, and say, okay, we got a big, large box in blue Santa paper. That's going to be this game. Um, <laughs> that would be a great tip. Yeah, well, I, I don't know how you guys buy your presents if you just wait until um, you know the last minute or like just December hits and that's when we start buying. But um, some gifts, like my wife and I, will buy throughout the year for the boys, and we've forgotten. Like kind of like your dad, Jared, but like we have completely <laughs> forgotten to give it to him. Like we don't even like it wasn't a planned thing, and then all of a sudden they'll be digging around in a closet. They'll be like, "Oh, what's this?" <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, crap. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, it's, that's, uh, it's definitely like everybody's buying gifts and especially with Amazon now, it's like easy to not be in the same room buying mm-hmm. stuff like you're just doing it from your phone or something. You think of something real quick. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a fun, fun surprise, but Hey, it's, it's a gift, right? They're not gonna, they're not gonna know for a while. Yeah. The other, the other tip I was going to give is a tradition we used to always do and still do it now, actually, to this date. This year will be the first year we won't, kind of like your family parties. Um, my dad would always take us shopping, like you talked about, is an annual tradition. We'd go stocking stuff or shopping before Christmas. And I, that's a 35 year plus running as far back as I remember. I don't know if he took me when I was really little, but when I was far, old enough to understand giving gifts, like you talked about, that was a, something we ran forever and ever. Maybe we'll do an online Amazon order together this year to, to replace, to keep it going because we don't want to drop that tradition. So my tip is really just to pick that one thing that you really like doing. If it's barbecuing, then get your kids in and barbecue with you. Uh, maybe that's the Christmas Eve or Christmas dinner. But mm-hmm. Get them involved in that one special moment. Yeah. Do you, do you guys uh, decorate pretty good around your house for the holidays? Like outside lights and you know, Griswold Christmas, like, are you guys big into that? Um, no, well, I do outside lights, you know, and, uh, yeah, our, basically our living room is Christmas out, but everything else is kind of, you know, mellow or normal. Nice. Nice. I think that's, that's fun this year for like overcoming this COVID not being at a Christmas party. Like we put up, we have fake trees. I, I kind of dig the fake trees, um, just take them out of a box and we took them out way before Thanksgiving this year. Like they've been up for a while now and it's like, it's been Christmas. <laughs> We're here and yeah, lights on the outside. Like, you know, um, our neighborhood is, has kind of gotten into it as well. Like before Thanksgiving, people were putting out lights outside and, um, it's been fun. We've been going on like nighttime walks to see other Christmas lights. That's a good energy expending activity. Um, and that's fun for the boys. So, I think that's one thing we might continue doing after this whole COVID thing is just putting up, putting up the Christmas tree, like maybe even before Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's, that's bold. That's, that's a lot of Christmas <laughs> for a long time, but yeah. <laughs> Christmas exhaustion. I got to ask you guys, you guys, uh, from Santa, the gifts from Santa, one or two gifts, do you guys wrap them or do you just put them under the tree, um, in the morning? Um, so we'll usually, and this is how, I guess this is another tradition that started with, with, um, you know, me as a little kid is that, um, the gifts from Santa there'll be a couple that are wrapped, like small ones. Um, but all of them are like, they're not wrapped. Like, yeah. so we save them and it's like, if you're going to get a, um, a car or whatever, it's just not wrapped. It's just sitting out. And, um, yeah. so I, I mm-hmm. thought, I thought that was always pretty fun as, as a, as a kid, not cause you, you can still kind of get all the, the gifts from mom and dad under the tree wrapped. And then all of a sudden you have this like brand new thing. As soon as you come down the stairs or around the corner or wherever, wherever your bedroom is compared to the tree, it's like, oh man, there, there it is. I see it. It's great. So you don't have to 
to wrap it. And it saves also <laughs> for the parents any kind of like, oh, why does why does that gift have the same wrapping paper as, as your yeah, gift to mom? I was right? going to say, hide <laughs> the wrapping so, paper. Yeah, that was yeah. my lead into it because we started doing that early on as wrapping a gift, you know, one or two gifts from Santa. We were trying to have a hard time of, you know, hiding the paper and all that stuff. And and, fi- and same what Jared said, you know, I had to make a list. Like I didn't get the got gifts from Santa. <laughs> and so I didn't know right. which ones were from Santa, which ones weren't. So finally two or three years into it, we just started not putting, wrapping any of the gifts from Santa. So there'd be like, you know, f- two for each girl that were just not, not wrapped. And that was huge for me because I, yeah. admittedly, I don't do the shopping and uh, I didn't know what gifts were from Santa, which ones weren't. So that was huge. I could just look <laughs> and say, oh yeah, Santa brought you this, you know, and right when they come yeah. down downstairs. So that's huge. That would be my only tip, I guess. And, uh, you know, um, and traditions wise, going back to that, like you, you talked about stocking stuffers, Jared, my dad was, um, huge into, uh, every single stocking stuffer I got was from Spencer's gift. Do you guys remember that store? Uh, yes, of course. Spencer's. <laughs> yeah. you, guys, you guys know my dad, but like uh, he owned stock in that store for sure. And I think he worked there maybe <laughs> for a few years of his life without me knowing, but man, every single gift I got. And like you said, Brian, at the end was always the orange. Well, for me, it was a lump of coal in my stocking ah. every year, like recycled <laughs> every year. Classic. Like that's what I think of Christmas now stockings is Spencer's gifts and Coles, Coles, lumps of coal. So well, were, were you bummed out when you got the coal? Like, like it's supposed <laughs> to be a negative thing, right? Uh, yeah. And that's what he said. You know, you're well, basically a piece of shit. You get this lump of stock. Lump but of did you kind of like, if you're a good, like mischievous boy, you're like, yes, I did something good that got noticed. Yeah. A couple of years I tried to like steal it and uh, save it for his the next year. But like he, he would always find another one if, you know, and always fit it in there somehow. So <laughs> yeah, you talk about the stuff. wrapping paper. Um, my my mom one year got so mad at us for snooping that she wrapped everyone's presents in just a specific style paper um, and didn't put any any stickers on it, no labels or anything. So the funny part was just kind of like what I was saying about my dad is that she forgot whose were whose. And we all had to open one and see whose color was <laughs> whose. So if you do the wrapping paper, like trick like that, just again, go back to the cheat sheet. So um, yeah, I was going to tell him to earmuff it again, but I think hopefully the the dads and moms listening have kind of figured out this episode is not the one to have the kids listen to. Yeah. So really going into some, I had some tips for being Santa. And so I was going to, here's some, some tips. You guys nailed it. I think that's genius hack is to not wrap them from Santa. Cause Trevor, you are, you're right on like, oh, that one's for me. No, it says Santa. Oh, are you sure? The yeah. whole like, <laughs> wait a minute, let me see. And you got to pull like what we gave Brian and the dad award for, you got to, got to call an audible and you don't need yeah. to do that. Yeah. And you always have to have an excuse ready to go. Like just know, know something's <laughs> going to go wrong and, and, and have an excuse ready to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, so here's here's some of my tips for being Santa. Um, one of them with Amazon: be selective on where Amazon delivers. So you know, I <laughs> use the trick of a neighbor or a relative that lives nearby that you can change the Amazon delivery. So you, those kids will catch on to that quick. So and then it doesn't appear until Christmas Day. Um, I always like to say you have special dad powers, so you can be one step ahead of your kids because like I know I did at one time, every kid figures out that they can learn to video record Santa. And so you have the power to stay ahead. Mm -hmm. And there was some hilarious videos I saw on Instagram this week uh, with dads tricking their kids with the elf moving around. Um, I'll put those in the show notes. It was pretty funny. Dads staying one step ahead of their kids with the videos and just kind of always watching. Um, One great thing, you guys haven't talked about it and maybe never seen it, but 
is Santa's magic footprints. Have you ever ever seen Santa's magic footprints? No. Okay, no. so I, I'm in California, and it, it never snowed often for me on Christmas. I don't think I maybe had one my, all my life. But every year, I could come out and see Santa's footprints. And here's the trick to do it. You take a bag of flour and an old pair of boots and dip them in the flour and walk from the fireplace to the tree and then back over to the fireplace. And kids just go nuts over it. And they'll, of course, ask why the snow didn't melt. And that's your dad move that they're magic footprints. Just try to (laughs) vacuum it up before they get too curious on it. Um, And don't forget to use both left and right boots because your kid may grow up thinking Santa only has one leg for the rest of their life. Nice. (laughs) That could be a fun story, though. I could see my daughter arguing with friends in college how Santa has one leg. So so I'm going to give you guys another uh, maybe, you know, fun little app um, that you can use with your kids. Um, It's it's called NORAD Tracks Santa. It's an app you can download on your phone. It's a countdown right now. Um, all the way to Christmas, but then on Christmas Eve, it'll actually have like, where is Santa right now? And it has this like tracker and things like that. So when your kids are a little bit maybe older, so Chad, this might be good for your youngest daughter uh, to watch is that, is that they can see, oh, Santa's coming in a couple hours. I better go to bed because in it, it also has some stories like Santa doesn't come by your house if you're awake, things like mm-hmm. that. So um, a cool little app, NORAD tracks Santa. Nice. Are you serious, Clark? You know what that reference is from? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's that's a good segue because that's that's another tradition in our house is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Jared, you got a Christmas story. We do Christmas Vacation, and uh, oh, I've been waiting to get my kids old enough to turn that one on. You know, AMC does it without all the cuss words and avoiding some of the uh, the swimsuit uh, on the pool scenes. You know, but uh, mm-hmm. pretty soon I'm going to get them going on that one. Yeah. And I throw out that, you know, Santa brings the magic. You talked about that earlier, Trevor. So in my house, Santa brings gifts to mom and dad. So have a little fun with it. Yeah, and Santa yeah. brings the magic for everyone. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. We watch, we, we do watch the Christmas vacation. We watch Christmas story. And I'm going to say my guilty pleasure on movies is also um, not only Home Alone, but then Jingle All the Way. I love that Christmas movie with Arnold. <laughs> so terrible, but I love it. Man, it's you Con Air, Jingle All the Way. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Love it. Love it. If Nick yeah. Cage had a Christmas movie, would you watch it, Jerry? <laughs> Absolutely. He has them too. Family Man. I, I oh, can rattle man. off Nicolas Cage movies. No other. <laughs> hey, um, so a dad tip. I mean, this episode's been full of dad tips for our dads out there, but I would say one of the best ones is really to to dive into the the act of giving like you guys talked about and live whatever topic your kids are into whether that's video games or frozen or pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbow clouds or something like that rainbows just (laughs) go for it dive in let your rules slide uh the elf will get them back in check you can use elfie to keep an eye on them to get them back on the rules right Mm -hmm. yeah other traditions anything you guys want to leave out there um, I mean, I, it's not a Christmas tradition, but I know we haven't talked any golf. So I'll just throw in a golf tip there for today. We did this the other day with some golf lessons with our local coach. And, uh, we have a, there's a little pond kind of close by the driving range and it's frozen. Uh, there's, you know, like an inch of ice on it. And he did one lesson where he was teaching kind of leveling your shoulders with the slopes. And so he walked down with a couple of golf balls and put them on a downslope leading to the pond. And he's like, okay how are we going to get this across the lake, right? You got to level your shoulders. So he had him do a drill where he's leveled down and they started hitting him across the lake and those things fly. It was probably, I think I gunned it at 200 yards, you know, lake mm-hmm. and they'd never hit one that long. 
and the mm. sound it makes was phenomenal. And that's all they've been talking about for the last week is hitting balls on the ice and when they can go do it again. So if you guys have the option to or opportunity to take your kids out there and hit a couple balls across the, a pond, it's uh, definitely a, a, a return event for everybody. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. My golf tip was just to leave the clubs alone for a few days. We, yeah. we talked yeah. about James Nicholas, our previous guest gave us that tip and I'm going to bring that one back, you know, let set the clubs down, get away from it for a little bit. You know, it's a great time to work on some things at home, but at the same time, just take a break. Yeah. So that's it for this week, dads. Uh, I hope you love the episode today with us. Don't forget to tag us in a shout out for the episode. Send us your questions and share it with a friend. Take this weekend off from the course, take your wife for a haircut, take your kids on the drive and hit the course hard next week. You've just listened for free. Now here's the deal. Go to our website at birdiedads.com and join us. You will get our golf starters guide and our golf coloring book for kids free right now by signing up. It just takes an email. Thanks for hanging out with us and we'll see you next time.